Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Welcome to another new episode. As always, if you're willing to tune in, I just have such appreciation for that. I know we've had quite a few new listeners recently, and I am just kind of gobsmacked by the uh, the access we have to people through technology. Prior to coronavirus, I really was very aversive to technology. I was very resistant. And then over the last couple of years, that's really had to shift with both teaching and in my clinical work. And so the fact that I'm actually using media to reach people and it's having any type of influence, it's just kind of an incredible life development. And If you're here, thank you for tuning in. I hope this is a helpful message, which is always the goal, but today's conversation is one of the basic conversations I have with new clients when they enter into therapy. And I've referenced it before in the past, starting through the understanding of appraisal theory. And appraisal theory is what happens when we are taking inventory of our risks in life, and it's directly related to our perception of our resources in life. And so, again, I've mentioned in the past, Mental health is not linear. If you have a certain input, let's say there's abuse, there's not a guaranteed outcome. Like you're going to become a sociopath or you're going to become a saint based on your experiences. That's not at all how mental health works. Appraisal theory, though, is kind of that one consistent where our perception of risk is tied directly to our perception of resources. So if someone comes in and they're letting me know that they're in a state of high distress, we go through and we look at what resources have been recently altered in their story or what resources are just in a clear deficit. And as we start to build those and put them back intact or find new resources to stave off some of the anxiety that a client is having, we're going to notice their perception of risk goes down. As perception of risk goes down, the tendency for anxiety and depression goes down because someone has the tools that they need to deal with life around them and with what's true about their life. A different word I would use instead of resources is I would use them in a pro active sense as their protective factors that help us live a more healthful life. Now, protective factors in no means would imply that we don't go through hard stuff. It just means the more that we work on building protective factors and building our resources, the less risk we're going to organically feel if we continue to walk towards health intentionally. And one of the places to start is the difference between what we influence and what we control. We can control the inputs that we put in life to a large degree. And in doing so, we can influence outcomes. We can control how we spend our time. We can control what we eat and drink. We can control how much we move our body. We can control our structures and routines. We can control what we wear. We can control what we consume through media, what we read, the shows that we watch. We can control who we spend time with, the behaviors in which we engage. A lot of people have to take radical ownership of how much we actually control the inputs in our life. Now, is it a 100% control? Absolutely not. Nothing is certain. But 
You have to think through, does anyone else determine what food I put in my body? Does anyone else determine whether or not I work out for the day? Does anyone else speak for my schedule without me giving them permission to speak for my schedule? We control so many inputs. And because we control so many inputs, we have to understand that we influence the outcomes that are going on in our life. Now, we don't control outcomes, but we heavily influence them. Outcomes are the combination of the things that we consume. They're a combination of the experiences we have. One of the analogies that I would use here is let's just take the simple metric of a scale. So to to weigh someone's body, I can control so many inputs. I can control how much I drink. I can control what I eat. I can control how much I move. I can't control what the number on the scale says, but my choices in food and hydration and movement are going to heavily influence what the scale says. Consistency over time in one direction, so with healthy inputs, yields a specific result. Consistency over time with unhealthy inputs again and again will yield a different result. And I have influence in both of those ways. Now, I can't control what a scale says because there's a lot of hidden pieces that go on related to water retention, related to digestion, related to salt, related to if my muscles are trying to recover. There's a lot of pieces that influence the number on the scale. We have to take just very intentional ownership of the fact that we do heavily, heavily influence the outcomes that go on in our life. We don't control all of the things, but we heavily influence. And if that is true, it's important to say when stuff's going poorly in our lives, what could I change? What resources could I accrue here? What inputs might I be able to adjust so that the outcomes are different, so that the outcomes are more aligned with the values and the things that I want to be true about my life? I apologize. My voice is really scratchy today, and I'm not sure what that's about. I don't control that, incidentally. I probably could influence it somehow, so I'll have to think on that for a minute here. But one of this kind of segues from this conversation is the understanding that one of the things that does heavily influence our outcomes is the community with which we surround ourselves. I just read again James Clear's Atomic Habits, and I talked about it last week too. There's so many good pieces in there about how to engage the change process, but one piece that I can't unlearn is how difficult it is to be healthy in an unhealthy system. And one of the things he says there is we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. And so if our systems are categorically unhealthy, and if we are the combination of our experiences and of our inputs, the chances of us experiencing less than ideal health in an unhealthy system is a very likely outcome. The chances of us long-term seeking out health and staying in an unhealthy system, it's actually quite unlikely. We can do it for a while, we can white-knuckle it through stuff, but if we don't change the system, if we don't take a systems approach and decide on new resources that help us, help us walk towards health and help us maintain health, our perception of risk is going to stick around because a core resource, which is a systems approach, is not engaged. And so I walk with clients, especially as they're in transition periods, I walk with clients towards understanding what a systems approach looks like. We look at what do they want to be true about their life, and then we look at what community should be surrounding them. So I'll say to a client, and I just had this conversation two weeks ago, I said to a gal who is having a lot of lofty goals for herself about two years down the road. And I said, okay, let's imagine that girl. What does she need to be true about her systems for her to achieve the success you want to be true two years from now? And we talked through some of the things that she has to do right now in the present is find a church community. She needs to be locked into a fitness community. I heavily encouraged her consider what does it look like to find a book club. She also needs to start looking towards hobby groups, people with whom she has commonality, people that kind of incentivize her 
her to show up, but also hold her accountable for showing up. She has some lofty financial goals and she doesn't come from a healthy financial system, so she has to find a new system. She has to find friends or like-minded people, hire a financial advisor, do some self-study. Whatever the outcome is, she's going to influence it now by surrounding herself with a healthy system. And I talk with clients about identifying the diversity of their needs. There are so many things that we consume. There are so many inputs that if we don't stave them off, they're going to heavily influence us. So we're going to need to establish community in the spiritual domain. We're going to need to establish community in the physical domain. We're going to need to establish community in the mental wellness and health domain. We're going to need to establish community in the intellectual domain, in the financial domain. Vocationally, we're going to need community. Recreationally, we're going to need community. There are so many pieces to think through. And as you systematically build a system, it should be aware of all different areas in life where we need to be kind of undergirded with healthy habits and practices. And we need to be surrounded by people who help stretch us towards new goals and towards new opportunities. We need to get plugged into a variety of places if we want to create a particular life for us. Again, we do not control the outcomes, but if you're intentional about your inputs, you're going to be able to navigate life in a far more healthy way. Input healthy measures over time and watch how things change. It is incredible to observe, but you have to commit to the process. Anything that prioritizes intensity is going to be short-lived. Anything that prioritizes consistency has a much better potential for long-term payoff if you are willing to say, it's not about, am I making a healthy decision today? It's about, am I a healthy person? It's not about, did I eat one right meal? It's about, do I consistently, when presented with different choices, select things that are more nourishing for my body? It's not, did I work out today? It's, am I building a life where working out is just part of who I am? It's what I do consistently because it takes care of my body. It takes care of my mental wellness. What I know to be true is where I'm at now with intentional inputs heavily determines how I show up when life crises actually do unfold. They don't guarantee health because life is unexpected and hard things happen. But if I engage a crisis when I'm actively healthy versus engaging a crisis when things are already compromised, my resources are already depleted, my perception of risk is already elevated, it can be significantly more difficult to navigate the tough stuff when the body, mind, and spirit are not well. And that's why I encourage us to think through what are the healthy inputs I want. And not only are they resources, but they can be incredible protective factors for giving you the best outcomes possible. We don't control the outcomes, but we definitely influence them. And I want you to think through what do you want your influence to be? Fight for health, friends, and work on influencing outcomes by choosing responsible inputs. It's something that we have so much control over. Do not be a victim in your own life. Do not be a bystander. We have so many things that we actually do control, and I want you to think through that. And when we take care of the things that we control well, we influence far better outcomes. Take a moment to think about that. Take a moment to think about what changes you might want to be true about your life. Think about the systems that you're in right now, and think about what it might mean to take ownership of some of those choices being made. Is it possible to walk towards health a little bit more intentionally? Have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.